Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. What is up, family? Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie, yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goble, and I am back again this week to give you another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am here to give you a dose of. So come on in as I release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, your computer, maybe even your radio or your television this week. Again, I would like to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support the Beautiful Soul Sunday podcast, Godcast. I am so very grateful and thankful to all of you who continue to tune into the show. And listen, there are two people out there somewhere who faithfully tune in at nine o'clock on Sunday mornings. Listen, I don't know who you are, but I am extending a heartfelt thanks to you for being so faithful in tuning into Beautiful Soul Sunday. I know a lot of you out there, you have Beautiful Soul Sunday, maybe on a Monday, a Tuesday or a Wednesday. But I did want to acknowledge my two listeners who faithfully tune in each Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Listen, I pray that you continue to tune in. I pray that you are blessed. And to all of my listeners out there, you know that I love you and I appreciate absolutely every single one of you for tuning into the show. And as always, I am sending you big hearts, lots of love, and even some air hugs right back to all of you all across the world. So I pray, family, that all of you beauties had an amazing week last week. I can say that I did have a wonderful week, although it was challenging because there have been a lot of loved ones who have passed away, who have transitioned within the past week. And I just want to say that if you have recently suffered the loss of losing a loved one, listen, I want you to know that I am praying for you. I have been praying for you. I have been praying for your friends and even family members who have experienced grief. I know my family and I experienced grief a few months ago through the passing of my cousin, Timothy Joyce Jr., aka Boo. And I know that a lot of my family members are still dealing with the grief of losing our loved one, especially his mother, his father, his sisters, close relatives, family members. And it's very difficult when you lose a loved one. I just want to pray that God will overshadow your ashes and exchange it for beauty. 
I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will comfort you, keep you, and strengthen you, and grant you peace during this difficult time. You know, the Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 4, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And, you know, I heard my sister talk about this a few months ago, my sister Leisha. And when I heard her make this statement, I thought that it was really profound, yet it's actual scripture. So out of the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 4, it says this, Blessed are they who mourn, or blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So in other words, blessed are they that mourn, or happy are those who experience grief, because whenever you are blessed enough to experience grief, you have an assurance that you will be comforted. And I want to talk about that for just a moment, because in this passage of Scripture, being comforted means that you are being entreated, watch this, to pray, but it also means that you have received an invitation by God to be called or drawn closer to him. And this is something that I was talking about with my husband on last week because we celebrated 20 years of marriage. Ha! <laughs> Hallelujah. And I truly thank God for that. And I was talking to my husband last week and I was just sharing with him that, you know, a lot of times when couples fall in love and they want to get married, it's not about how beautiful the bride is going to look in her wedding dress. It's not about the wedding itself, but it is about weathering the unexpected storms of life that you will have to face and go through both individually and also as a couple. So you will have to go through things separately, but you will also have to go through things as a couple when you are united with one another and when you face circumstances and the trials and tribulations of life. And you know, I haven't counseled a lot of young couples who want to get married, but the few that I have counseled, I have asked them this question before. 10, 20, 30 years from now, if you are laying in a hospital bed and your mother is standing there beside your wife, which one do you feel more comfortable making a life or death decision on your behalf? Because if you are wanting to choose your mama over your wife, guess what? then you are not ready to get married. I'm just saying. But listen, it gives you something to think about because you do have to look beyond what you may go through, what you may face, what you may be challenged with in life and especially in your marriage. When you stand there and when you take those vows, know that when it says in sickness and in health, when it says till death do us part, listen, that is literal if you plan to stay married. And of course, if you are getting married, then you should be planning to stay married. But what my husband and I were talking about is how much closer you become as a husband and a wife, when you do go through those life-changing experiences. 
And one of the things my husband and I went through nine years ago was my breast cancer diagnosis. And of course, I cannot tell you all of the things you experience when you receive news like that, because at the time, my younger son was only five years old. And we also had a 16-year-old. So, of course, my husband was thinking to himself, am I going to have to raise my sons alone? And I was also thinking about all of those things as well and just going through a barrage of emotions. And one thing that I shared with my husband when we were talking about this last week is the fact that I would not want to go back through that experience. but for what I learned about God during that time on such a deep, personal, private level and the private conversations that I had with God, although I would not want to go through that illness again, I absolutely would not trade the experience for what I learned in going through that. The sweet whispers God gave me and the encouragement and the things that God shared with me, both intimately and personally, I am here to tell you, I would not trade that experience because I know God in a way now that I would have never known him before. And I have walked with the Lord since I was a very little girl, but I would not trade the growth the closeness or the intimacy I had and still have with the Lord Jesus Christ. And although God allowed me and allowed us as a family to go through that experience, I want you to know that God comforted us and he literally walked us through it. And I told my husband that I felt as if God had me in a bubble surrounded by his grace his favor, and his mercy. Even before I knew what the outcome was going to be, I held on not just to scripture, but I held on to the word of God, the things that God spoke directly into my spirit about how to fight against the enemy while you are wounded. Listen, I am going to let that sink in while I take a short break. And when we come back, I want to continue talking about how to fight the enemy when you have been wounded. So listen, stay tuned. I am going to get into it after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, beauties, and welcome back to the show. Before the break, I was just beginning to talk about the things that God spoke directly into my spirit when I was battling breast cancer. And I was talking about how God taught me how to fight against the enemy while I was wounded. And this is something that you may have thought about or you may not have thought about. How do you fight 
when you feel like your back is against the wall and there is no hope and you want to believe God and trust God, but deep down, you are not really sure if God is going to show up and show out and come through on your behalf. Listen, when I was going through my own private personal battle, it was God who taught me how to combat the enemy and how to distinguish between the enemy's voice and God's voice in order to receive instructions from God and a strategy to fight against the enemy while being faced with a battle which was a life or death situation. And many of you may be experiencing that very thing right now. You know, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And in lieu of that, I want to encourage any of you who may be going through a breast cancer diagnosis or any life-threatening diagnosis for that matter, I want to encourage you to keep fighting, keep praying, and keep trusting God because, as I said on last week, God will not leave you hanging. He will come to your rescue, and as long as you submit and surrender to God, keep the faith to believe that God will see you through it if He brought you to it. As long as you have a will to live, did you know that the enemy cannot touch your will? Listen, your free will is something that God himself does not even touch, but he gives you the ability to choose your own free will. That is the reason why the Bible says that Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame, because when Jesus went to the cross, he endured the ridicule, he endured being beaten, he endured the shame and the pain, but He never lost his life until he said to the father, not my will, but yours be done. And he followed it by serving notice to the enemy that you are not taking my life. I am laying it down. So know this, when you are being faced with a life threatening situation through sickness or through disease and the enemy is making death threats to you, you do not have to be afraid to talk back to the enemy. And this is one thing that I said to the enemy while I was going through my own cancer diagnosis because the enemy was telling me things like I wasn't going to see my children grow up. I wasn't going to see my grandchildren. He was telling me that I would not grow old with my husband. He was telling me daily that he was going to kill me. And listen, there was one day I just got to a point where I was tired of hearing all of the enemy's death threats. And I said to the enemy, you know what? You did not give me my life. So guess what? You can't take it either. And after I said that, I am here to tell you, I did not hear any more threats from the enemy. Because when you realize that your life is in God's hands and you will be free and released from worry and from stress over the enemy's threats, because you can adopt the same strategy and use the same submission to God that Jesus used when he didn't bow to the enemy, but he bowed to the will of his father. When he said, 
not my will, but your will be done. And again, he said, you are not taking my life. I am laying it down. And I want to say to you, if you are fighting in your body, if you are fighting a cancer diagnosis, if you are fighting sickness, disease, or illness, I want to encourage you not to be weary in doing well. Keep running your race, keep fighting, and keep using your faith. I am still here and still a witness that God is moved when you exercise your faith. And I know without a doubt that God will see you through it and God will even pull you through it. And you know, during that time, I was talking to another breast cancer survivor who is also a believer, Mama Brenda Camp, and she had already gone through a cancer diagnosis, a breast cancer diagnosis, and she was one of the people that I called when I received my diagnosis. And I remember talking to her and just saying over and over, I trust God, I trust God. And she said to me, Daughter Lynn, she calls me Daughter Lynn, she said, sometimes it's not about you trusting God, but God wants to see, can he trust you? So it's not so much that you trust him. He knows that you trust him. He wants to know, can he trust you to trust him? And I thought that was so profound and so powerful. Can God trust you to trust him? Because I see your hurt. I see your pain. I see your sorrow. I see your grief. But know that I am here to comfort you. The verse of scripture that I read earlier out of the book of Matthew, chapter five, verse four, which says, blessed are they that mourn for they should be comforted. That word comforted in this verse of scripture means to pray, to entreat, to invoke, and watch this, to invite. So here is the blessing in being able to mourn. When you experience pain, grief, and sorrow, God is extending an invitation for you to pray because when you experience grief, it is not God's intent to hurt you, but to entreat you and take your experience and what you are going through as an opportunity for you to draw closer to him, whatever it is you are faced with and whatever it is you are going through. When he says to you that you are blessed to be comforted when you mourn, he is saying that I am here extending an invitation for you to cry. I am here extending an invitation for you to draw closer to me because when you draw closer to me, you will receive the consolation of knowing that I will never leave you during those times. I will never forsake you, but I will come to you. And that is how your relationship with God will be strengthened to weather the storms of life, to weather the trials and tribulations that you may be faced with so that when the wind blows, it should not drive you apart from God or away from God. But watch this, it is designed to drive you closer to God. Listen, being able to mourn is a blessing. Being able to cry is a blessing. And listen, the blessing in it is that God is extending an invitation 
for you to draw closer to him. And you know what? Even Jesus wept. The Bible says that Jesus wept in John chapter 11, verse 35. He wept over his friend, Lazarus. Even though he brought Lazarus back to life, he still experienced what it felt like to lose someone that you love. And in the book of Luke chapter 19, verse 41, it says that as Jesus approached Jerusalem, that when he saw the city, he wept over the city. So Jesus knows what it is like to feel hurt, to feel pain, to mourn, to feel grief. Yet the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter four, verse 15, that we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So Jesus is touched by the fillings of our infirmities and the things that we experience and go through, especially when it comes to his bride. Several times throughout the word of God, he refers to his children and his people as his bride. God has given us the perfect example of how we should be driven closer to our spouses when we weather storms. Instead of being driven further apart, we should be driven closer together. In the same way that I now know when you go through those things, you will know God on a more deeper personal level. And you know, because we are his bride, In the same way that I now know God on a more deeper personal level by going through some challenges in life. Listen, when you have your person who can hang with you through the good and the bad and the ugly, through sickness and in health, it will draw you closer to one another and it will definitely strengthen your bond. And listen, when we go through those things, God is just trying to strengthen our bond with him when he extends an invitation for you to cry. Before I end the show today, I just want to leave you with this thought and word of encouragement. Mourning is a spiritual journey of the heart and soul. Grief and loss invite you to consider why people live why people die, and what gives life meaning and purpose. Mourning invites you down a spiritual path at once similar to that of others, yet simultaneously it is all on your own. However, when you go through it, know that you do not have to go through it alone. Listen, beauties, that is my time Remember, Psalms 34, 18 says this, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and He saves those who are crushed in spirit. But even when you feel crushed, God promises us in John chapter 14, verse 18, that He will not leave us comfortless, but He will come to us. So know that God is right there with you, Even in your grief, even through your hurt, your pain, your mourning, know that that is an invitation for you to draw closer to God. And when you do, 
You can keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Keep feasting on the Word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive. Stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind. Keep a beautiful mind. And listen, never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.